We're here with another episode of Don't Leave to Judges Podcast. I mean, we're my main man, Pate Broken Skull. Pate, what's going on? That's right, man. We're here. We're doing it. Um, i got to bring this up kind of early because many of you know, especially Sam's brother, because he's definitely one of our top five fans, probably the only one watches. He just listens to the podcast more than once. All 20 plays are just your brother <laughs> fucking repeating it. He's like, I forgot it was on. i just trying to boost you guys. Appreciate it. But we talked about being the top five MMA podcast. I have every episode nearly. Top five, top four. We are one, two, three, and four. So you can't really beat us. Um, and one of the podcasts that I had talked about in the early days that was sort of on our radar as another one that could be relatively popular was called Yo MMA Raps. Right? Talked a lot of shit about them. Sort of made them a topic of discussion at the opening of a lot of these episodes. Only to come to this day. And this day, Sam, there's a funeral. There's caskets. But there's not a lot of people. All right? Probably just you and me. And it's gone. Yo MMA raps couldn't hang. They had to wrap up. Now, I bring this up for a specific reason, and Sam already knows. Because, of course, you know, certain MMA shit I'm going to send his way. And I had commented on a Legion of Skanks episode recently where Dave Smith, the worst of the skanks, the most unfunny of the skanks proceeded to say that he likes to gamble on MMA fights and he always puts his money on Nate Diaz and he proceeded to sort of laugh and say, because Nate Diaz always wins. Let that sink in for one second. He said he always puts his money on Nate Diaz because Nate Diaz always wins. Now, of course I could sit here and point out real facts and have Sam pull up the man's record, his inconsistencies, but what's the point? You can't convince morons. You just can't. But what pisses me off, Sam, is this dude had an MMA podcast. And he's wrong. For I sure. get it. You can, you can have a bias. You can like a guy. You can choose to uh, be a fan of one guy specifically for any reason, right? Certainly. Like, I could sit here and say Fedor Emelianenko is my favorite fighter. But I can't also argue that he always wins. But... Much stronger argument for him than anybody with the last name Diaz. So what I'm saying, fellow listeners and MMA fans, this is where you belong. There's nowhere else. You're not going to get the best and most straight facts from any other MMA show. Because Big John McCarthy is going to be biased to guys that fucking know the actual name of a necktie, you know, fucking choke. Uh, Justin's, what's his name? Josh Thompson. Who's that? Uh, then you got, what, who's the other guy? Michael Bisbing and Anthony Smith, two, two of the worst guys to be on camera by far, but both also paid incentivized by the UFC, by ESPN. Both of them work as commentators for that actual company. So to listen to the podcast and think, by God, they're not going to push Patty Pimblett as hard as they can. You're fucking out of your mind. Here's two guys that only want to see the best possible fights. And we're not going to sit here and let some dumbass try to convince us that Nate Diaz is somehow God's gift to MMA, God's gift to fighting. You want to follow a real fighter, Jorge Masvidal is a better option because at least there's fucking evidence of this dude's street fights. You can claim that Stockton and 209 was hard upbringings, but you fucking made it, didn't you? You're not in prison, are you? So stop playing this hard card because you know harder guys than yourself. Stop that. 
Because then what happens, Sam, is that trickles down to fucking morons like Dave Smith that think, well, he's a fucking hard ass, seems to be the hardest dude in the fucking MMA world. Guess I got to like him so they think I'm hard. <laughs> right? But the re- reality is, is most of you dumb fucks should be following Brendan Schaub. You might still think he's fighting. Okay? Because as of recently, apparently, when Schaub was on season 10 of The Ultimate Fighter, that was in 2018. 2018? Yeah, he was fighting on The Ultimate Fighter five years ago. He said that out of his own fucking mouth, Sam. I was like, what the fuck? No way. But no, go watch the Shab show because guess what? He's got the best MMA takes. (laughs) Fucking failure after fucking failure. The numbers we have on these shows are fucking embarrassing because not only are we almost always right, we're fucking fact-based. We're giving you stats. We're also giving you my general opinion about them as people. And their looks, right? But we're also not going to be so grandiose in who we like to say something stupid. To say something that you can factually find to be incorrect. Okay? We have messed up things. But Sam, what do we do? We correct ourselves. We come back and we say, hey, that is my mistake for saying that Amanda Nunes was going to get crushed by Juliana Pena. Uh, I'm an idiot. That's my bad. I thought she had more to offer. Bad coaching on my part. Because it was all about coaching when it came to that fight. But my point is, is we'll own up to that, whereas these other motherfuckers are like, no, nah, I still think Diaz always wins. But you can prove that he, you can Google it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the insane thing to me. It's like, just, you can look it up, dude. He barely, look at his, just look at the record alone. And you say, oh, he wins half the time. Yeah. That's it, than all the time. Not lately at all. Dave Smith is saying, I've wasted a lot of my children's money. By betting on Nate Diaz is what he's saying. Hey, if I put $30 on Nate Diaz to win against Jake Paul, does he have a better chance? No. It, how, what, does that, what difference is that going to make to Nate? He's going to fight harder because Dave Smith has faith in him? Fuck no. Stop. <laughs> so shut the fuck up, and that's why your podcast quit. That's why you guys failed. Because you probably said a lot of stupid shit like that, and your comments crushed you. Not I, though. Not I. I will take a stance, and I will do. I will. I will have nasty ass rants throughout the entirety of this podcast, and it'll never stop happening. But I only do it because I know I'm not wrong. You can't lean so heavily into something that you know for a fact is incorrect. Always wins. I always put my money on Nate Diaz because he always wins. I mean, okay, look it up right now, Sam. When was the last time Dave like Smith won money? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's even just think. Who's a Conor McGregor? That's probably that's the last time he won. I almost, I almost guarantee it. That's the last time Nate Diaz pulled off a victory. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Like, the dude even... He can't read, Sam. Those boys can't read. They're oh, not well-educated. Uh, Tony Ferguson, but... Okay. He did uh, lose three of the last four fights before that. And then went one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and then what? We're back well, at the ultimate he had, he had that win over Conor McGregor. Okay. But then he lost to Conor McGregor. Okay. Then he so beat the, Anthony on, Pettis, on. who everyone's beating Anthony Pettis right now. Absolutely. Lost to uh, Jorge. Lost to oh, Leon Edwards. Sam, that was Tony Pettis. <laughs> he, he was fighting Anthony Pettis at the end of his career when he was just Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is, I, I'm pretty sure that guy's still around. Like in PFL. I know. PFL's I, like acting like he's some big ass name. Big name, dude, because he was a champ for like 30 seconds. He was a champ as long as Benson Henderson. Stop. Dustin Poirier, yeah. Yeah, he, right. he's, he's terrible right now. 
But yeah, I had to bring that up, dude, because like that shit right there. If I was in at the table and the motherfucker said it, it's a wrap. The rest of this podcast is me trying to figure out why you would say stupid shit like that. (laughs) What happened? Look, hey, I I just Google it, Dave, and it just says here, you're wrong. (laughs) Like that's all. You don't even just show him the stats. Look at the phone. Have you have you looked up his? I, I mean, how often are you watching fights? Yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't won consistently since hell 2008 when he was 10 and two. I mean, the guy he's 21 and 13 right now. Right when guys like uh, Dennis Seaver were still a threat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jeez. Fucking dumbass. I mean, I, I, that's fighting words to me, dude. I'd have to take you outside. Come on, man. Let me slap the shit out of you real quick, because something needs to be jarred loose. The fuck? Nate, I put money on Nate Diaz, because you always win. I you mean, you might as well have said that. You know, I was thinking, like, I wasn't like, going to bring it up, but I'm, fuck it, I'm going to bring it up anyway. Uh, DC, what is his beef with Jim Miller, man? He's saying Jim Miller should not be in the UFC Hall of Fame. I don't know, dude. Jim Miller's done a lot. Now, right. I, I guess he hasn't had championship gold for, you know... Ne- Neither did, neither did Donald Cerrone. That's right. That's that's the argument. But I will say at least DC was like, they come back and say, well, I would say Donald Cerrone shouldn't be in it either. All right. So basically what we're finding but, out is DC is a real piece of shit. <laughs> right? You don't respect the sport then. Because me and Sam, if I'm if you, you put up a list of dudes that should be put in the Hall of Fame, He's won Jim right Miller's now. Been in, he, he was in UFC 89, and he's still right. winning. He's still fucking winning. Still in, it, still in great shape, still hyperactive. He's, hey, his fighting style hasn't even changed, Sam. Junior Dos Santos was a different guy when he turned 35. You know what I mean? These, these motherfuckers, some guys will stick it out, man. And I, Fuck DC. What, what, is he in the Hall of Fame? Is DC in the Hall of Fame? Didn't he cry in some chicken wings or something at one point? <laughs> they put that fat motherfucker in there for some reason. He's got to keep affording suits that don't fit him. Like, don't people that work at ESPN and UFC think about Daniel Cormier's appearance at some point? They're like, well, the fucking neck on this dude is never going to hold a tie. Fuck that. Here's a suit jacket we got from Louis Anderson. <laughs> fucking disgusting Damn. piece of trash. Oh, hey, Louis fuck Anderson that guy. I used to have sympathy because a kid, uh, one of his kids died. Hey, fuck you, DC. You stink. Disrespecting Jim Miller, who's got Lyme disease. You son of a bitch. That's to do with a handicap coming in there whooping your motherfucking fighters' asses. You would you wish you had a guy like that, a fucking AKA. I bet DC dresses the same way when he goes in the fucking workout in the gym. I bet he stinks too. I bet he has a bad smell. So, uh, a lot of DC happening there. Yeah. Man. Well, he brought it on himself. You fucking disrespect my man. Jim Miller's the dude. Jim Miller's as much the dude as Donald and, Cerrone in and my Leo, mind. We, we can and see you know, that. And, I and, cried when Donald Cerrone got inducted. You're telling me that Jim Miller? I'm. Come on, man. That's fucking bullshit. I was going to say, we, we can say that about Jim Miller, and I, I think he should, belongs in the Hall of Fame, but I would never say Jim Miller always wins. No. <laughs> you know, that's... that's not even the point either. <laughs> yeah. and that's not, not the point with Donald Cerrone. These motherfuckers were guys, Jeremy Stevens yeah. put in the Hall of Fame as well. These are guys that you could watch any, fought, any fight that they fought, and it's going to be entertaining. You could mm-hmm. sell a motherfucker on MMA because of these dudes' fights. Oh, Jim Miller? Don't forget, they're going to mention he's got a disease a hundred times as he comes out. Somehow we survived that, and he's whooping your motherfucking ass. You're getting beat up by a guy with a disease? You know what I mean? That's like getting beat up by a diabetic. 
You just don't want it to happen. You know, you have all your faculties. They got to take insulin shots. Your sugars are fine. (laughs) But my point is, it's like, who the fuck is DC anyways? Who are you that, bro, you're strike force. You are Bellator. You are not UFC. You are Michael Chandler. I have more respect for Michael Chandler than I do DC. So you want to get into that ultimate fight? You know what? He's the most, he to me is the most, overrated double champion in history how about that I clip agree. that i agree hey dc come clip that I'm, I'm i'll be checking out your rc and dc shit show that you got to promote every fucking <laughs> mma every goddamn ufc event you got to yeah. promote your podcast because nobody listens bitch watch rc and dc on. coming on at 3 a.m <laughs> comes yeah. on like midnight or two or some shit yeah yeah uh, 12 eastern uh, 12 eastern two on the west coast here we go Let's fucking do it. It's just weird, dude. And they're like, hey, I'm going to say, hey, uh, DC's idea of starting an MMA show is let's bring in a guy who played football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some Super Bowl. Uh, hey, Sam, yeah, the next guest we get for the MMA podcast, don't leave it to the judges, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? It fucking doesn't make sense. I like anyway. to have him on just to say, fuck Nate Diaz. I can't do no accent. But... Who? Which guy? Who says? Gordon, no, I'm saying I would love to hear Gordon Ramsay say that. Oh, I can't even think of it. I couldn't even do it without yelling. <laughs> I don't even know if I can curse without in an accent without doing Conor McGregor. Fucking night they is. Anyways, um, fight card happened, I think. Something. Yeah. There was also an Ultimate Fighter. I hope you watch more of it tonight. I hate to uh, see that. We'll have to see. <laughs> oh, no. We'll have to see the fights. <laughs> what day was it? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Hey, you know what? The one fight I didn't watch. Take one guess, Sam. The first fight. The last fight. The last fight. No. I <laughs> Bro, I didn't see them get introduced. Oh. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm already good, though. Because the fights before that were way more uh, entertaining. Well, let's talk about it, man. We got Diana right. Belbita versus Maria Oliveira. Fucking boring. Yeah. Clinch up against Cage. She's gone very... now. What? Worry about her no more. Oliveira, she's cut. Yeah. Get out of here. The other girl was more active, but also not doing much. Kept her, kept her tight. I think know. I read somewhere her talking about she had a broken foot, but she never told anybody. Which, what? Uh, anyway, it doesn't like it matters anyway. Dude, what the fuck happened this next fight? So David Tavorek, he was supposed to cream this guy, the, the Steven... Uh, Ersig? Ersig. I mean, yeah. this guy was like... A couple days late replacement, it comes in and just Devork was flat footed. I was waiting for him to, to pick up steam. It's like, okay, your opponent's gonna be Steven Orsig. All right, cool, man. I'm fucking wake me up when the fight's about to start. Dude didn't seem prepared at all. <laughs> he just stood there while, while dude just teed off on him. It, I, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Crazy, man. What the hell was wrong with, with Devork? Well- I don't really know what to say more about it because Dvorak was hunting. He was working his ass off trying to fucking get this guy. He wasn't He wasn't backpedaling. It wasn't happening, he wasn't, though. He wasn't fighting defensively, but then this other guy, he just wouldn't go away. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of guys that do that searching where they're looking for the, they're looking for the finish. They're trying to hurt this dude in any way possible. But then there's those guys that are like, I'm riding your face all day, daddy. You're going to have to beat the hell out of me, dude. It's going to take you a long time. Like one of the funniest things to hear is when somebody's like, you know, you might be able to beat my ass. My ha- your hands are gonna hurt like a motherfucker afterwards, because <laughs> it, it's a punch in a fucking dude that just won't go down. It's a scarecrow, you know what I mean? 
Uh, 10 and one though, not a bad record. He beat a guy who's ranked in the top 10 in the division. I'd like to see him face somebody else. Uh, at least yeah. Dvorak level. You know what I mean? Maybe a little better, maybe a little worse, but this Steve dude might be a sleeper. Yeah. Sleeper. Uh, Builder versus Nelson. This I, I thought Builder looked okay in the first round, but uh, you know I did write down. I was like, damn, does anyone want to fight? Uh, but Nelson, he's just out jabbing, out countering. Uh, took him, took it on to a victory, thirty twenty seven. One judge did have a twenty nine twenty. Did they did give Builder that first round? Yeah, honestly, when this one was happening, I, I wasn't sure which way to go. There was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of real clean shots from both dudes, but not a not enough damage yeah. for me to be like, I'm going to jot this down in my head and say, okay, it's one guy or the other. Uh, Kyle and uh, Nelson, what do you do with them, though? F- featherweight, you know, it's small guys, 14-5-1, not a bad record. What do we got, though? There's got to be somebody with a semi-name. That's a good but question. He's got to do something. He's got to finish. He yeah. needs a finish in his next fight or it's a wrap. Uh, I don't know. It's in Barboza. Wait, somebody called out Barboza, right? I don't remember if they did. Uh, God, it was one of these last fights. The next fight was a a fucking dude got destroyed. Uh, Zahabi, uh, Q Lang. All right, yeah, dude. He he fucking hit him with a kick and then a one-two hooks to the head. Dude was fucked. It was was over at night-night. Very quick fight, one minute. Four seconds. Hold on, let me see. Oh, yeah. And this is the guy that we called Zabibi. Yeah. Uh, remember, this was this is Faraz Zahabi's brother. You know, these guys train with George St. Pierre. They're Canadian dudes. This is the biggest name on the card for Canada. <laughs> I'm almost positive besides Rick Malott. <laughs> oh, and this guy's way down on the card. He's even one of the bigger names just in general because – if you know enough about fighting, it's like oh, it's Faraz Zahabi's brother. He coaches some of the best Canadian fighters that we have. Coach GSP and his brother's coming in doing work, bro. Nasty work. And I wasn't expecting it because this uh, Kui, Kui Lang, he's like, uh, he's scary looking and tough as shit. Lots of fights. He looks like a guy that would eat punches and his face wouldn't change. You know what I mean? And then yeah, he put him away. Good shit. Yeah, this next fight, uh, Miranda Maverick come out aggressive, come out swinging, and Judovicius ends up on top of her to close uh, round one. Uh, Maverick attempted an armbar at the end of the round, and I, I can't stand the fucking announcers. Not, I'm not even talking about this fight. Every fight in general, any kind of submission attempt, even when no one is even anywhere near having an armbar. Oh, that's so tight! It could, it could end any second. It was damn. <clears throat> but uh, round two, uh, Jasmine's on top most of the round. And then round three, she kind of lit her ass up. Uh, Miranda Maverick, I I think it might be time to, to cut her. Well, here's the thing. You're going to have to look at that from a lot of perspectives because you did say a lot of positives. She came out hot. She, she came out knowing shit's on the line. She knew what to do to try to get this fight out of there, and it just didn't go her way. That's the problem with this uh, just a, what are the fuck, vicious whatever bitch. She's not consistent enough, but she's tough as hell. And everybody that she's faced has been fine. But you have, if you're going to stand out in this division as a female fighter, you got to finish. I don't care how, you just have to finish. This fucking look how aggressive I am for the first 10 minutes bullshit is nonsense. Finish it then. 
Come out aggressive in the third. Put. I want you to look like you can't raise your arm by yourself at the end when you win. If you're going to decision, you better. That means you gave everything. Pick me yeah, up, yeah. coach. Instead, they're like, "Oh, fucking dusting myself off. Let me put this t-shirt on." You know what I'm saying? If that if if, you, if that was your all, show me. Nazardian, um, Amavab versus Chris Curtis. So here we go, man. Uh, back and forth. Uh, first round. Uh. Amanov gets a takedown. Curtis is getting back up. Uh, the second round, Curtis caught up against the cage. Clash of heads. Curtis asking to stay in the fight. Uh, he, the man wanted more time. I understood where he was coming from because you get five fucking minutes if you get kicked in the nuts. You get headbutted in the fucking eye. They're like, oh, can you continue right this goddamn second? We're going to restart the fight. But, um, I mean, I guess... A, I, I have no ill will toward that that fight stopping. I mean, I, I wish they wouldn't even leave it up. If someone gets headbutted in the eye, I wish that guy should not, to me, should not even have much say unless he can't see completely or can't see. If he wants to stay in there, the doctor, like, I, I just wish they would rely more on the doctor's opinion than the fighter's opinion. But it, it turned out he had to have, like, ten stitches. He had uh, some shit going on with his eye. Wouldn't, you know. Well, you I, know what? I feel like legitimately hurt. From that headbutt. I feel like uh, last episode we talked about this and I definitely took a different stance. Now I think it's part of the job. This is what you signed up for. It's a fight. It's not illegal. It's not on purpose. But if it happens, you better hope you got the harder head. (laughs) This stopping of the fight shit is stupid. You're going to bang heads, dude. We're not wearing helmets. It's a fight. What difference is it with my skull hitting your skull than my fucking hand, my shin, my knee? That can hit your skull just fine, split you open. But if we bump heads together and somebody fucking bleeds, let's stop the fight. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand but if what I'm I, saying. But if I knee you in that exact same spot, no problem. Yeah. What, what, what's the difference? Is there more force because my head's coming towards your head or my knee pulling your head down into it? You tell me. Yeah. It's weird, right? It's... Uh, it's never going to be perfect, dude. It'll never no, be perfect. Uh-uh, uh-uh. All right, guys. Uh, you might not be able to tell, but there's a giant cut there because me and Sam had to curse a lot about Nate Diaz. Just kidding. Um, but Sam didn't t- partake in m- a lot of these fights, yeah. which I fully understand. We got Mark andre Barriut versus Eric Anders. Uh, decision. They hit each other a lot, but it wasn't – I don't know. It was a – if I can be honest, that's what you expected from both these guys. It didn't matter that they were fighting each other. They could have been fighting any other fighter in the UFC, but that's what you would expect from both Eric Anderson. But yeah, open up the card, sure. Then we got this banger. We got this banger, right? This crazy, this fight that's about to be a slapper. Nah, it was shit. <laughs> Danny Gay, Nate Landwehr. You can't talk on the mic now. You Danny missed your opportunity. Danny has, has been trying to say he's putting uh, respect back on his name. You gay? Yeah. Or Nate. <laughs> now it's gonna be Nate for sure. But yeah, Ige won by decision. It was uh it was back and forth. They went after it, but this is when you find out who's really valuable, who who needs to be a top ten, who should get a title shot, all that type of shit. Uh then you got the the Canadian, Mike Malott versus uh Adam Fugit. And at that point you we already knew. We said it last week, Adam's being fed to the wolves. Adam was being fed to the Wolves. This was an easy win for Mike. He knew it was going to be an easy win. I don't think he broke a sweat. <laughs> no. They went 
two rounds, and he finished him with the submission in the first minute. The, the only uh, time he uh, broke a sweat, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, the fucking barrier fell, fell down when he was walking out. I didn't see it. Yeah, the fucking end, the end of the stands, the guardrail fell down. The people almost fell on his ass. No Such, one was seriously yeah. injured, but just big Mike Malot, Mike Malot group there. Probably mostly his family yeah. or people that want to get that boat back. Yeah, uh, but man, I would love to see him fight more often. Uh, they're gonna have to make him fight more often. Him do more. I can't be a fan. I don't give a shit. Oh, cool, dude. You beat. Adam Fugit. Damn. I wonder if that's a Dave Smith guy as well. He's like, if Adam Fugit's going, I'm putting money on him too. He always wins. Fucking, who is he? And he's the fucking third third fight from the top. But the co-main event, Charles Oliveira versus Benel Dariush. I did not see how this ended. All I know is that you can walk away for a few minutes from a fight. Sometimes. <laughs> and this wasn't one of them. <laughs> Yeah, Benil Dariush is not a guy that gets knocked out often. And Charles Oliveira is constantly improving, and his weapons are more dangerous now than they could ever have possibly been. The kid is on a champ. He's still the champ. I think he's still got that in him. I think he could still go get it. It's going to be the toughest fight of his life, but he's got... Dude, name another fighter that is as well-rounded. He's so good no, everywhere. Good, yeah. He's got the perfect body type. He's got cardio. He's strong as shit. He hits hard. He's got the angles. He's fucking a jujitsu. There's nothing. How how could you beat him? How do you train to beat him? Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we got, got Oliveira next week. So much so, experience. Yeah, somebody's. You guys are gonna have to live in the gym for the next four months while we train because I don't know really. We're gonna have to do everything. Let's start from scratch. <laughs> start over. Okay, these are boxing gloves. <laughs> You're gonna put these. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just way to the basics. Like the coach is even like, I don't even, I don't know. That's so much money though. And it's so worth it, but we're definitely going to lose. Uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> Good experience. He's, he's seen and dealt with anything you can throw at him because he's been around so long. And he's got a record, like a guy that we were fans of in the beginning days. You're like a dude with a record 34 and nine. Be afraid of him. Because again, that's exactly why Sam, you don't got nothing new. There's nothing you could show him that he hasn't seen. Dude, when Michael Chandler almost had him, veteran status. That's a man who said, you don't got me, bro. If this ref stops this fight, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> right? Just dropped down to his knees, was still trying to catch that leg, and Chandler was doing those short hooks like he did to Dan Hooker. Didn't get him. He, you gave him all you had. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's when you're in and Charles is he's just He's got a spirit that I love so much as a fighter. You know, even if he says not a lick of English, the motherfucker is a fun guy. You just appreciate the way he carries himself, the way he reacts to other fighters. He's a genuine martial artist from the fucking slums of Brazil. You know what I mean? Made it out and became a champion and easily one of the most versatile champions we've ever had in the UFC. Name another more versatile champion. Anderson Silva was the best on the feet. Sure, he could do some jujitsu, but was he was he at the top of the game in every single st- no, there was holes, clearly. There's holes in Oliveira's game. But when you think about his wrestling, is it bad, is it good, or is it great? You think about his striking, is it bad, good, or great? It's all great. I don't see a fail spot for him. you got to bring him someone else. Dariush was not going to do it. As tough as that motherfucker is, as good as Dariush is, he's not as well-rounded. 
So when you go in there against a guy who has that many weapons, there's just a different level of mental that's at play. And when it doesn't hang out as long as it should, you go night-night. Uh, but yeah, four minutes and 10 seconds knockout for Charles Oliveira. I'm not just saying this shit, guys, to hype it up any more than I have. It's it, He's as real as it comes. And uh, neither one of us, I, I think, watched this last fight, but it went the exact way we thought, aside from the decision. Like, I was like, it's Amanda Nunes for sure. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I, I didn't understand what was going on with this. Like, all on social media, you had different fighters were coming out and was like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Aldana knocked her out. I'm like, fuck are you talking about? I, I'm, start, I'm starting to think we're getting <laughs> trolled. Everyone's hoping that, okay, I got all my money on Nunez because she's going to win. Maybe I can talk these fuckers into going Aldana. <laughs> you know what you should do? Get Yanni the Greek to, to, to fucking say Nunez is going to win the fight. And then everyone would have put their money the other way. That's how you make money right there, my friend. Florian or Brendan Schaub. There's a couple fellas you could have followed and just listened to what they said and went the other direction. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, here's the thing. They had this faith in Aldana because she had height. She had good hands. <sighs> this fucking... That's that's what they do. They take a female and they get her on a, a, a streak, two or three fight streak, and then uh, they put her up for the title, like almost a meet. Aldana had a two fight win. Bam, there she is fighting for the title. Alright, so... Uh, yeah, man, and now uh, Pena is acting like, oh, yeah, Nunez retired because she's afraid of me. Lady, what the fuck are you talking about? Wait, so the biggest thing out of that fight was the fact Amanda retired? Yeah, yeah, she retired, and Pena's, like, yelling at the sidelines and shit, and then Pena, I thought about storming the cage. Lady had been punched in the face several times if you'd have stormed the cage. Wait, Sam, Amanda's uh, a family man now. Yeah, that's right. She's retired, and Dana White, it says, looks like the uh, featherweight uh, division is probably retired with her. Goodbye. I think Invicta should be the only place for female fights, uh-huh. and then BKFC. We don't need them here. It's not selling. You guys aren't making money. I guarantee it. If Conor McGregor still holds the record for four out of the five highest-grossing pay-per-views, what was the other one? Yeah. It wasn't a Shit, girl. Man, I, you know, I, I'm... I'm weird like that. Bring on the female heavyweight division, guys. Let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, I'm, I told you, I get every Can't female. Be no worse. Get any uh, any female athletic any female athletics. I don't care if it's fucking swimming. Get them on steroids. Make it interesting. Cheat, right? That's how the Astros got popular. Fucking the Patriots, right? That's how WWE got popular with the steroids. Come on, man. Let's make female sports. St- so it's all Christian, it feels like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. super like we pray before we go play. We high five after somebody does something okay. Hey, you almost hit the rim. Good yeah. shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like stop doing that. Hey, bitch, you're going to die. Let's fucking, that, that's what I want. Let's get more aggro. Let's, let's, let's be competitive because that's the thing that I feel like they're lacking. In male sports, all male sports – it's competition like a motherfucker. My dick is bigger than yours. What does a bitch have to prove to another bitch? I swim faster. My hair's better. Uh, let's get into I the still have line. a dad. <laughs> what is it, Sam? I'm telling you, you get these females on some other... Ma- fucking inject them with some rabies, bro. <laughs> fucking female MMA fighters fucking on rabies, bro. Let's go. We'll see a real fight because someone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. this ultimate fighter, man. Uh, d- 
dude, these prospects look like shit versus these AM veterans, man. Yeah. Wow. Uh, they fucked up in the hyping. They hyped it up like this was just going to be the most insane season. Like they always do. But you had Conor McGregor, so you could believe it a little. Yeah. But it could be an, a complete wash. I mean, I'm sure some some prospect is going to come out somewhere, I would mm-hmm. hope, uh, and actually make a, a play. Well, his number one guy's down. <laughs> what was that? His number three guy gone. So his number two going to pull it off. It's You know who it's going to be? It's going to be his stupid-ass teammate, the one that couldn't look at the dude. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I Call me crazy. It's not going to be Trevor Wills versus Timmer. What if? No fucking way. What if it's uh the fucking guy I've been making fun of since the beginning, the War of the Robe and shit? I don't remember who that is. I don't know his name either, but he always has his hat on backwards. And he's like, yo, when Connor got on his team, dude, it was like <laughs> Destiny, dude, because him, him and I, dude, basically the same. Yeah, I wonder if it's Lee Hammond. It's got so relevant. But what? Watch if watch oh, that guy's from Ireland. Was he the guy from? Was he from Ireland? No. No. Okay. He's just a wreck, dude. You don't talk like this if you're from Ireland, yeah, dude. Gonna, oh no, this guy might be putting it on, man. He might be from faking the shit. He's a Philly kid for sure. <laughs> hey, we go down to the water. Um, yeah, he's uh, he could. What if he's the sleeper cell? You know, this is the guy that cracks everybody. He's a he wasn't joking when he said that shit about being on Connor's team. <laughs> <laughs> he lit a fire under me, boy. We're basically the same dude, man. In fact, he shows his underwear and it's fucking Connor. What? How's that help? I just like to have him close to me, dude. All right. Fucking weird. It must be this Rico guy. <laughs> you know what I want to see, though, is fucking, like, where's John McCarthy's kid? Where's Herb Dean's kid? He ain't fighting? I need to see that guy. A referee's kid fighting? This guy Rico's a fucking prospect, and he... 36 years old. God damn. Well, maybe he's the one to win then. Fucking, oh, he's, <laughs> he's fighting guys his age. He got his ass beat on the Kinder Series to Montel I Jackson. Do that, though. I don't like that they they can't find enough faces, man. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really think COVID had a lot to do with this because all the independent fighting organizations didn't fight. So there was nobody, no up and comers to, to to pick from. But I mean, that's getting. That's saying, Sam, solved, we can make you know. this podcast as real as it gets. Me and Sam are gonna start training, guys. Here we go. <laughs> like, like it's so open. We're like, I don't know. I guess I'll fucking punch a guy. Where do I? Where's the nearest gym? But dude, they brought in some kid that made action figures of Conor McGregor. Like kind of neat. We we did sort of look poke fun at that because you know, the kid looked on the spectrum. And it that in itself made Maybe. you think that Connor was just giving this money to some kid. That would have been way cooler. Damn, it was a shitload of money. Yeah, it was twelve hundred dollars, and the and it was all hundreds, just a stack mm-hmm. of fuck. The dude, even the kid, was like, "I'll take one of those." Yeah, one of those is good, and his work was definitely worth that. But in my head, I'm like, "Oh, Connor's just being a charitable person no. to this this cool kid, this fan." Nah, man, you bought product from him. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't just give him that to be like, "Hey." Keep at it. Keep making these. Fucking awesome. That's now, what it should have been. Was one of He's those at- figures to me look like Matt Riddle? Dude, the, bo- the body on one of those guys was certainly fucking like Sid Vicious in a suit. You know? <laughs> the suit, the, the yeah, shoulders yeah, yeah. are way up in the air. Yeah. On Vince McMahon's body, he's yeah. like, it's Connor in a suit. If yeah. I put some money in his hand. I'm sure I one was Matt Riddle. <laughs> positive about that. 
Oh, man. So, yeah, Austin Hubbard, they showed him working at his home restoration company that his, uh, his father-in-law owns, like that. And fucking, man, he come in, and, uh, yeah, he peace dude up. And it, Connor, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter if you're yelling, oh, that's beautiful, every time your man gets hit in the face, or he does get one tiny little shot off. I don't know if that's for the judges or what, but, yeah, Austin Hubbard took this fight over man okay but <clears throat> what i want to know is did you see the man's nose yes austin hubbard's nose what is it's like that? a white booker t it's fucking crazy it's it was just devastating just I've... as bad as uh mckenzie's face after the fight <laughs> there you go Oof. but here's my thing if it was broken if his nose was shattered at any point whoever fixed this was your neighborhood doctor. This was not your, you know what I mean? Your average fucking, I went to school for 11 years for reconstructive surgery. This was a Joe Schmo who's like, can you breathe? Sure. Uh, well, then we're, we're done. And you go home and you're like, he didn't, this is on my face forever. Like such a distraction. But at least he can sleep face down just fine. I'm thinking he, he went to the doctor. The doctor fixed his nose. Then he went back like six months later after his next fight. He fixed it again. Yeah. And like four Just, months later, the doctor after like three times, like, okay, that, that's that's enough. I'm I'm wasting my fucking time, dude. You ran out of money. You're in fucking debt. If, if we can be honest, if he could still breathe out of that nose, though, perfectly fine, that's an advantage. Because you can get smashed like a motherfucker in that face and your nose is never going to break. That thing is as flat as it can be. All right, Zach Pauga, do you want to talk about more of the Ultimate Fighter? I yeah. think that was it. No, no, we're, we're good with the Ultimate Fighter, except for I don't see Trevor Wells even coming close to doing anything on the next episode. My goodness. And he's a prospect as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, He's fighting at um, the, the guy, Tamir Valez. Is that how you yeah. say it? But here's the thing, though, and Sam. Tamir's like a badass, dude. Absolutely. Every one of these guys that they brought in to refight <laughs> are still guys that you and me would see on the card and be like, I got to take Roosevelt Roberts. I got to take Kurt Holliball. All these guys had possibilities to win and be very very good. Tough as fuck, bro. I have not seen a tougher team that's prospects on the Ultimate Fighter ever. Like when they brought James – what was his name? James uh, Krause and all those guys back. Pussies in comparison to these dudes. These guys are still so hungry and they're like, no, we're going to eat these prospects for breakfast, bro. And I skipped. Mostly. This guy he lost to Jack Shore via decision. He's eighteen and three, but he was uh, in the UFC. He was two one and one. Hell, Wait, what's uh, t- Tamir PFL? He uh, one thirty five er though, right? Two, three three and zero oh in PFL. Uh, yeah, one thirty five er. That's I mean, why the guy. He, he should, I don't think he should have been let go of the UFC to begin with. <laughs> no, but if you're looking at the UFC and you see the bantamweight division the way that it is, we're good. Two one and one, we're good. And how many finishes? One. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they're if the two wins aren't finishes, we're good. Yeah, you're right. We, they're, they're we got many weights. All the fights were decisions at the UFC. All right. That's my point. You see, I'll give you the first two, but then you got to do something else. You have to. You get knocked out at the very least, and I'll give you a contract. This man is- but if you're not going in there, putting on the putting it on the line, like you want to be here. See ya. Yeah. Well, I think he's gonna fuck dudes day up next week. He's That's 18 and 3, and he's never prospect. been finished. 
These guys are dangerous. Every single one of them is hungry. It do, this show doesn't get real until they're fighting each other. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It should be really good when that happens. That's exciting. And I like the beef coming up with Michael Chandler and Emma McGregor. That's very fun. I look forward to that. But also, it's like, you know, clearly you're just playing your role, Connor. We know that's not who you are anymore. You're a dad. Excuse me. Leave it in. Um, yeah, there was. A, it felt like a short episode, though, of The Ultimate Fighter. Felt short. Felt like it was in and out. They brought up. It almost sounded like they were going to try to have those dudes from last week just run it at the end of the episode. But nope. Save it for the next one. Let's really gonna, drag this out. I'm going to say so one more thing we don't about even... uh, The last fight Trevor Wells had. Trevor Wells is 8-3. and three. It was in Uriah Faber's uh, A1 Combat 6. He fought a guy named David Duran. He won by split decision. David Duran, 8-7. and seven. So if this guy is like beating a guy that's 8-7 and seven by decision, and he's going to fight a fucking guy that's a veteran of the UFC, man, it's, it's going to be ugly. The, the guy who fought Austin, right? I don't remember his name. But he said something similar. He's like, all the guys that I fought had great records before I came oh, here. Oh, yeah. He was like, I didn't fight anybody with a losing record. Yeah. I thought about you as soon as he said it. I'm like, I bet Sam could prove otherwise. <laughs> well, let's get in this card, though, because we got some Ultimate Fighter guy starting the shit. Uh, Zach Pauga versus Modest- Modestus Bukowskis. I mean, Jesus. The guy looks like he paints. Uh, Zach is 35, dude. Yeah, he is. Seems a little bit old. But what do you got on these guys? What do you think here? Zach's got power. Not, I, I don't think it's, I, I mean, this is light heavyweight. Is this his first attempt at light heavyweight? Because he was fighting fucking heavyweight. Uh, well, he, he, that's that's correct. But I will say most of those heavyweights on that, on that fucking show were way, um, you know, undersized anyway. Yeah, mo- those heavyweights were, were all lighter guys on, on the show. But uh, his last fight was against Jordan Wright, so. Ah, interesting. That is 205 then, huh? Yeah. And like I said, he fought Usman. Was was Usman, I mean, yep. Usman might have been the heaviest guy on the show, and he probably was, I don't know, at the very low end of 240. But uh, uh, what about this Modestus guy? So this Modestus guy, he's uh, he's 1-3 in, in the UFC. Or he was 1-3, and, and uh. Now he's back in the UFC. He's won three straight, uh, nine knockouts, two submissions. But he's he's lost three fights via knockout. So uh, I think um, if this, this is that guy, you know, the way he fought everybody in Ultimate Fighter, uh, except for Usman, when Usman knocked him out, the way he fought Jordan Wright, he just basically dominated Jordan Wright. He, threw, he kept throwing him on the ground. I think he's going to throw this guy on the ground and start pounding on him, and it'll probably be a decision uh, win for, for Zach. That's what that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Well, it's a rude introduction for the homie. <laughs> oh, actually, it's not his first fight. You already said that, but it would be. It would be if it was his first fight because this is a tough guy. This is a guy that, you know, even though he was fighting a little bit heavier, he seemed to ha- retain all the skills that are probably even better now that he's lighter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was quick. He was he was relatively in good shape in comparison to a lot of the heavyweights, but that's because he's on the low end. Now he's got to be. I mean, coming out of two hundred five, it's only going to get better. It's like Mark Hunt if he ever lost weight. <laughs> uh, a bantamweight belt, Dan. 
Argeta versus Ronnie Lawrence. Uh, Argeta, all right, so this guy is 9-1. Uh, his only loss was to Damon Jackson, and we know Damon Jackson's pretty good. Uh, he has four submission wins. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence, all right, this guy, um, he fought that uh, that Sadie Yoka, Maga Madoff, and he didn't choke him out, so I don't see Dan... Uh, Argeta choking him out either. And, uh, yeah, uh, four knockout wins for him. Uh, he did lose that fight to Sadie Yoka via decision, but uh, he had won his previous five. Uh, I think Ronnie Lawrence is going to take this. Probably another decision. Yeah, I really like uh, Ronnie Lawrence. He's one of those guys that's just got will to win, man. He won't let you beat him. It's a tough matchup against anybody. But he's got to be consistent in his victory. You can't just be the guy who gets beat up for three rounds to win a decision if you want us to pay attention to you and keep pushing you up. Because, you know, us talking about you on our show, you know, we boost numbers, Sam. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we got Teresa Bleda. Bleda. Okay. She's from Mortal Kombat. Uh, Gabriella Fernandez. Uh, Teresa is 6-1. and one. Gabriella, 8-2. and two. So we can imagine, unless one of these girls has vicious, vicious knockouts on her record, we're going to see another decision. Yeah, this decision. Uh, Teresa's got a, a big reach advantage, but uh, she won on a contender series, a decision win, and then she came in in her, her UFC debut and just got totally destroyed by Natalia Silva. Uh, this Gabrielle Fernandez lady, she's uh, she has a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, uh, she won the LFA flyweight belt and then uh, signed to UFC right after and lost at her debut to Jasmine Judavicious. So, yeah, this will go to a decision. And uh, I'm telling you, if Teresa Blader looked as bad as she did, may- maybe Natalia Silva is just all that great. I mean, she she's the one that I'm pretty sure that had that, that fucking knee bar in the last fight. That's what she is. She's scary. Like, when I think about uh, how they called Shevchenko, an, uh, like an assassin, an actual assassin. I think this this Natalia chick actually is. She's like, I just snapped the bitch's leg. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> she didn't have a chance to react. She, she got me, man, because I'm like, what is she doing? She's giving up position. She knew exactly what she was doing. Yep. All right, uh, Zalgis Zumagulov, you know, fucking Cyclops baby from <laughs> Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo this is Bay. like one of the ugliest it, fighters the UFC ugliest, has. Um, yeah. Uh, if only he would fight the fucking cleft lip 18 year old, they got to be in the same weight class. I mean, you know, clash of the uglies, dude, not clash of the Titans. Uh, Felipe Buenez, right? Bunez, Bunez, whatever. He doesn't have a picture, so it doesn't matter, but he's probably going to beat Zalgas cause the guy stinks. <laughs> dude, yeah. I mean, oh. I, you know what? I, I agree with that. Uh, Zalgas is one in five at the UFC. How he still has here? a job. Yeah. I don't know. Get rid of him. He Let looks him fight like Mike 50. Jackson. He's 14 and 8. And, uh, yeah, um, uh, I, I was going to call the guy Bunes. I, I don't have a clue what his name is. Uh, Felipe. He's Sam. the LFA flyweight champ. Uh, he's got eight submission wins. Uh, he's a grappling and submission guy. This guy he has to win. Algus is done. This is a wash. He's done. He loses for sure. It's your last fight in your contract. Goodbye. I guarantee it. Guaranteed, it's over with. Uh, Carlos Hernandez versus Dennis Bonder. I would have loved to see you try to get this Dennis though, because the guy spelled his name terribly. 
That's okay, because I just wrote down right beside it, Dennis, in a regular spelling. So I, I had this one, believe it or not. Not regular, Sam. That's the proper spelling. It's not that's, regular. That's, right. that's what it should be. His parents are morons. Uh, Carlos Hernandez, uh, eight and two. Dennis, sixteen and four. What do you think here? I don't know about this Bonder guy. Thirty years old, five five. Looks a lot taller in his picture. <laughs> yeah. Um... All right. So Joe Rogan versus Carlos Hernandez. <laughs> so this this Hernandez, you know, he's eight and two. He's four submissions, four decision wins. Uh, his last two wins, they were by split decision. And I looked up the opponents that he submitted, and they're combined three and thirteen. So, talk about wow. a guy that hasn't fought any competition. So that's why I'm going with Dennis. Uh, four knockouts, ten submission wins. Uh, his only loss was in his last fight, which was his UFC debut against Malcolm Gordon. Uh, okay. His arm was like snapped in an arm bar. <laughs> I think Gordon got him pretty good. Can you tell me where he's from? Because his name is spelled so poorly, he can't be American. That'd be funny if he is. I doubt it. South American. I doubt. Like it's Alabama. Like a, is Nick, oh, he's a Ukrainian guy. Wow. I call it like I see it. I can tell, even though he does look like a trashy, just regular white American, it's usually a foreign guy. <laughs> Unless it's Tim Elliott. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. He, you know, he, that was... When his arm was snapped, I say it was snapped. I mean, his arm was got. It looked pretty nasty after that arm bar. He had lost eight fights. I mean, he had won eight fights in a row right before that Malcolm Gordon loss. Well, Malcolm Gordon's a hard, hard opponent right out of the gate for sure. Right. Uh, but yeah, I like Dennis for this one as well. Uh, we got Kang uh, Hyung uh, Ho versus uh, Christian Quinones. Why was that easier? Um, <laughs> I would have got that wrong for sure. Isn't this Kang guy like a famous movie star in Japan or something? Is he? Yeah, he's famous for something, dude. He might be ballet or part of a dance crew or something. It's Mr. Perfect. <sighs> Obviously not a fan of wrestling, fucking idiot. <laughs> Much about his personal. but If not, he should be. The motherfucker's <laughs> handsome. He looks like a movie star, doesn't he? He's put, a, him, um, put him next to the, a South Korean Jackie Chan in any film, and it's his partner. Uh, he all right. Let's see. Shitty record though, eighteen and nine. Christian Canones, which is obviously Christian has the shitty tattoos like his brother, which is that whatever Canones. He's actually seven and two in the UFC. He's got a purple belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, eleven submission wins. But uh, dude, I'm going with uh Christian. Cunez. Okay, hold on, hold on. Right. Tell me he's the brother of Cairo. C-A-I-R-O Quinones, right? Free spirit on his fucking neck. What? I'm pretty sure that Christian and him are brothers. Are you sure? Or is about his that? last name not Quinones? I thought his name was like <laughs> Bar Yo or some shit like oh, that. Okay. So they just both have shit tattoos. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Kang, even though it doesn't matter at all, all to right. me. Yeah, this uh Christian Cunez. He uh Come on the scene. He won his UFC debut. He won his the contender series. Uh, got signed to the UFC, and his UFC debut was in September last year. And he he knocked out his opponent in the first round, Khalid Taha, and he broke his hand. He hit him so so hard and so much. So now he's back. And uh, yeah, man, I think this guy's gonna continue his role. So. Well, you know what? I would like to see him smash up Kang's face, <laughs> just because it'd be funny. <laughs> 
he, he doesn't ever really seem to do much. What is uh, Kang's? I mean, eighteen and nine. I feel like he's got some all right finishes throughout his career, but nothing spectacular in the UFC. I just remember this dude when all those guys came over during the COVID shit. Yeah, he's got eleven submissions, but I ain't beating anybody. Uh, that's got much of a name. Yeah. You have to go back to two thousand eighteen. Uh, Guido Canetti. Okay. Submitted him you- triangle choke. Guido is thirty nine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you'll like this next one. I'll let you go ahead with the next okay. one because that's your boy. Oh, uh, Jimmy Flick, uh, Alexandro Costa. So, dude, Flick. All right. There was a point where I would have probably uh, went with him fighting against hardly almost anybody, but in his last fight, he looked fucking terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. It was uh, Charles Johnson. And he just looked like he didn't want to be there. He was knocked out really easily. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this guy, he's known for submissions. But he has been knocked out five times in his career. Even though 16 and 6 and you're knocked out five times. That's that's pretty bad. So if he doesn't get a submission, he's kind of fucked. And, so it's, uh, it's the Ryan Hall syndrome. Yeah. Uh, Costa, uh, three knockout wins, six submission wins. Uh but here's the thing with him. He's only got three knockout wins, but his three knockouts were in his last four wins. So those those knockouts are coming on lately. Uh, okay. His last loss uh, was his, his last fight he lost in his UFC debut, uh, but the fight before that was a 12-second knockout win. Now, Flick, I think he's going to get frustrated with fighting this guy, and he's probably going to get knocked fuck out. That'll be uh, his sixth knockout loss. He's going to put himself in a compromising position trying to get a position. That You know what? That sounds very, very, very likely. And he can't do that if his coaches are working with him and he still wants to do this because the last time we knew what you said he was, he had retired. Yeah. He had retired about, to spend time with his – I think his wife is making him retire, spend time with his wife and kid, and then she left his ass. So. Yeah, now, she, now he's pissed because now he lost the skills that he was obtaining by being in the U.S. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to see him come back. It would be fun, yeah. but I think the other dude's got too much power. You know, I, I like what you say. I could see him easily trying to just jump up and pull guard, trying for like a triangle and just getting pounded on. Yeah. He's got to lock it in immediately if he's going to attempt something like that. There can't be no half-ass in it. You can't almost get it. you got to time it just right. We don't see that very often. When's the last time somebody's pulled the guillotine off in the first 30 seconds besides fucking Jim Miller? Shut up, DC. Uh, Bantamweight belt, uh, Ronnie Barcelos, Ronnie Barcelos, Miles Johns. Both of these guys, man, have been inconsistent lately. Uh, Barcelos, he's lost three of his last four. I knew he's got the ability, man. The guy's got eight knockout wins. He is 36 years old. Uh, it has seemed like he's been around a while. Miles Johns, he's 4-2 in the UFC, four knockout wins, two two submissions. Dude, I kind of, I'm kind of curious your opinion on this one here. Well, I like your, I like the way you started it by saying, you know, the, the guys have been inconsistent because, as far as we were concerned in the beginning, these were top prospects. These were guys to watch for. These were guys that had hands, they had wrestling skills, they weren't afraid to go after it. And lately, we just haven't seen that. I mean, Barcelos, Barcelos was one of those guys in the early days for me where I was like, yeah, this fucking guy's a problem for this division specifically. Yeah, he was 16 and one at one time. And you look at, and you look at what's happening now. You see a guy who is probably on his way to being in the top 10 rankings, and the inconsistency just pushes you right back down. Now you got to work yourself back up. So now you're fighting 
as tough a competition as you would have been fighting in the top 10 because similar to Barcelos, Miles Johns was the same thing. Lots of power, lots of speed, accurate as hell, good wrestling, good defense. This could be a barn burner, man. This could be a it sleeper be. Uh, fight on the card. I'll tell you something crazy is uh, Barcelos, uh, you know, I say he's got three losses in the last four fights. One of those is against uh, Tamir Velaz, the guy that's going to fight on the Ultimate Fighter in the next episode. <laughs> Kept his job. <laughs> Still one decision, kept his job. Yeah, kept his job. <laughs> He's got to fight a prospect. Impressive. <laughs> All right. Next. Uh, all right. Nicholas Dalby. Okay. Uh, Muslim Solikov. Like it. All right. Well, all right. So Dalby, <laughs> 21 and 4. You know, Isn't all. What did Dalby do? We, we talked about this his last fight. Didn't he leave? He got booted from the UFC. He went and he won two fights, something like that. They brought him back. And who did they bring him back against? Makwan Amirakani or some shit? Uh, yeah, he did get booted out of the UFC. You're correct. Uh, he had a draw against Darren Till, and then he won three. He lost three in a row and was in Cage Warriors and uh, came back to the UFC. And uh, Warley Alves, a split decision in his last fight. That was the fight that I was like, well, it depends on which guy you got. Which guy are we going to get? And that's similar to this situation because Muslim's pretty consistent. This dude's doing the same work every match. And uh, Dolby's – the only thing that I noticed to be a real difference in comparison to how he was when he first came about was is his movement. He's, he's got better footwork. He, he, he It's more of a defensive footwork. He's not using it offensively. He's avoiding strikes and not countering, just moving away. If he changes that much like an Alex Caceres to the point where he can use his footwork to get himself inside, he has a shot. But I think Muslim's got more power. So do you want to get sure. inside? You want to take him down, you know, because then you got to worry about the wrestling. This is a tough matchup for both guys. Specifically, Dolby, though, more on his end because being kicked out and coming back to a decision. Yeah, I, I'm thinking Muslim's going to use that power to pull it off. And he's a he's a one of those Dagestan guys. But he's a fucking Chinese kickboxing champ. He's only uh, one of one of only two non-Chinese to to ever fucking hold this title that he that he uh, that he won. But he's won six of his last seven fights, and Dolby's never been finished. So this this has potential to be a really good fight. Both these guys are thirty eight. Uh, I think Muslims is gonna turn on the uh, the power and try to put them away. Yeah, you might as well. You might as well. But Willie. You know, Dolby's a tough motherfucker, man. That's yeah. what we can give him. Hasn't been put away yet. All right. Manuel Torres, uh, Nicholas Mata. The next fight, lightweight bout. So, all right, Torres, uh, four four wins in a row, and they've all been finishes. The man's 13-2, six knockouts, six submissions. Both his losses. He does have an Achilles heel, and uh, that's submissions. He's been submitted twice. 13 and 2, the only losses he has submissions. Uh, Nicholas Mata. Uh, th- here's a good thing about, about Mata. Mata's no danger of submitting him. Uh, nine knockout wins, three knockout losses. Uh, this guy, this is the guy that we were like, damn, he's got a tough order. He came in in his UFC debut and he had to face Jim Miller. And Shout we were out. like, holy shit, that is a tough task for anybody to come in their UFC debut and face Jim Miller. But, uh, yeah, he got knocked out. Uh, now his last fight, he's got a, a knockout win over uh, Cameron Van Camp. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Torres will take this since he has no danger of being submitted. 
and uh, get a get another win. Well, isn't Mata? He's somebody's prospect. He's somebody's guy. Like another fighter's vouching for vouching for him, right? Because that was the whole man. Who is it? Because that was the whole reason. That was the whole argument that I kind of made as to why he got Jim Miller <laughs> right out of the <laughs> gate. I forget who it is. You, I don't know. Yeah, they talked him up for sure. Yeah, but I think the Manuel Torres has a size advantage, not just height, but the reach advantage. I think he's a longer fighter, and if if you're looking for the knockout, you have to be that good to get it off of a guy who's tall. So we'll see what happens if because he's putting himself at a lot of risk if that's all he's going to try to do, and I think that's what <laughs> I think we can both agree that's all he's going to do. Yeah, I don't know who um, Mata's uh, training. He does train at Extreme. That might be it. Randy Couture. <laughs> All right. Pat Sabatini, speaking of submissions, versus Lucas Almeida. All right. And Lucas Almeida does not look like that should be his name. Um, Sabatini, 17-4. and four. Almeida, 14-1. and one. Uh, These guys are fucking evenly matched all the way through. But we know what Sabatini does best. And it's almost unstoppable. What's Almeida do? Almeida, nine knockouts, five submission wins. Uh, his only loss was a decision on the contender series. And, uh, yeah, here he is. Uh, so he's uh, after the contender series. Uh, he's had a knockout win. He's won two straight. And now he's back. And, uh, man, all right, I'm going to tell you, Pat Sabatini, you know, I used to like this guy, but... I can't get his last fight out of my head. Damon Jackson, first round. Pat Sabatini turtled up and started tapping when uh, Jackson was punching him from behind on the ground. It was like his will was broke. Damon Jackson, uh, I think, didn't some, one of his relatives' brother or something die? And he came in ready to fucking just take it out on Pat Sabatini. Yep. Man, I, you know, I, so that's why I'm thinking uh, Almeida may have the upper advantage here, but... I just, I don't know, man. Hopefully Pat Sabatini proves me wrong, comes back and looks a lot better than he did in his last fight because that, that was pretty, he looked awful in that last fight. And he's beaten some really good people, Jamal Emmers, Tristan Conley. Uh, but that last fight, man, I, I just, I still remember it. So, Well, I mean, with these with these guys, with these, with these fighters, you know, they go through shit like that. They're either going to be super dangerous or they're going to fall flat. And Sabatini had to wear the storm that was Damon Jackson in that moment. Uh, was that Pat at his best? Probably not. But was it Damon at his most aggressive? Absolutely. Now, there can be an advantage to a guy who has such high skills in one area, right? Like everybody fighting Khabib knows, eh, I'm probably going to try to stand. And anybody fighting Ryan Hall knows, I'm gonna definitely going to stand. And when you got a guy like Sabatini, you got a guy like, who was the other submission guy we were talking about? Jim Miller, fuck it. You got guys that you know what their skill set is, and it's that one thing. They'll focus on avoiding that, which will give you an opportunity to do what? Utilize the other thing you have. Your head kick. Your fucking jab. Right? When you go in here fighting Almeida, is he not going to be worried about being taken down and being submitted by Sabatini? Absolutely. So fake it. Pretend to pretend to shoot a takedown. Knee him in his face. Punch him. Do other things. Just because you have that one thing that people are going to be attempting to stop doesn't mean you get a, you got to lose the fight or utilize that thing. 
the the smartest thing to do is be like, hey, so and so is a great boxer. He went in this match and submitted the guy. That's better because you're showing not only are you versatile, but you're willing to go other places instead of your safe zone. Hey, I'm comfortable here. Stop being comfortable. Be uncomfortable. Fucking Cody Gibson, throw a knee and put a dude, number one prospect away. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's exactly what we could do here. But these submission guys, I love it, but they have to have another thing. Be as good as you could yeah. be at submissions. Absolutely. But also be able to fucking knock somebody out. Hurt him. Make him uncomfortable to where whatever position you can get in will make you comfortable. You know, a, a simple knockdown leads to many finishes by submission. But when you're not even attempting to throw punches and all you're doing is going for takedowns, it's a wash. Mm-hmm. And I will say uh, Almeida is probably, I mean, he's 14-1 and one and he did lose in that contender series. But that was against a guy that was, at the time, he was undefeated. Daniel uh, Zell Huber. Now he's thirteen and one, but at the time he hadn't lost to anybody. So and uh I mean he's beaten some decent guys. Uh Michael Trezano uh knocked him out. So, you know, he's he's not nothing to play around with. If you you know, if you can't show him something on your feet, if you just keep diving in for a takedown, there's gonna be a long night. Like you're saying. Own spirit. (laughs) You're like, motherfucker, I can't get it. All right, what do we got next? Armin Petrosian versus Christian Leroy. Duncan. Duncan, all right. Uh, Armin for the knockout. I don't know anything about the Christian guy. What do you got? <laughs> I'm going for the Christian guy. Uh, all right, so Armin, dude, this guy. I don't know what to make of this guy. He's got six knockout wins. He's eight and two. Uh, he beat RoboCop, but he's lost to Free Spirit. Guy with the neck tattoo. So I don't know. I don't know how to rate this guy. Christian Leroy Duncan, he seemed like he came out of nowhere. Uh, six knockout wins. Uh, he, he had to win over Dusko in his UFC debut. That was his last fight. Uh, all other fights was in Cage Warriors. Uh, four first-round finishes. And uh, I'm just going to say this. If he wins via KO, he should be built up. He's okay. got six knockouts. He's only, he's only won eight fights. Six knockouts, one sub. And... Uh, yeah, he's he's been, um, you know, he don't we don't see much of him. I mean, we've only seen him uh, in the UFC one other time, and like I said, all his other fights are in Cage Warrior. He was somebody's guy too. I can't remember who's was this guy from England. Uh, I mean, he beat Dusko one minute and fifty two seconds. Well, the other thing too is like how many MMA fighters go by their full name. Like a serial killer? Yeah. <laughs> Christian Leroy Duncan. It sounds like uh, a guy you read about in the serial killer encyclopedia. But I just thought about this. I remember the card he was on. You know, I'm going to look it up right now. But uh, there was another guy who was like named like Christian Leroy on it. Remember that shit? <laughs> yeah, show me. Talk to me. There, there was a Chris Duncan on the card. Okay, I remember to us talking about it. So he fought on a card with a guy named Chris Duncan. So this guy just took on Christian Leroy, just doing his middle name, I guess. Like uh, the full birth certificate name, Christian <laughs> Leroy Duncan. Impressive. I love it. I mean, he's a tough cat. I'll say that, you know, to be able to do what he did to Dusko and then them putting him against Armin this early. You know, this the kid's got power. Armin's a tough cat, you know, but he yeah, kind of stands th- in front this, of him. This could steal the show, this fight right here. I'm excited about it. 
I mean, so could the next one if we knew who Waku, Waku, who Silva was. <laughs> uh, Armin Sarukian versus Joachim. I'm going to say Joachim. Joachim? I'm going to say Silva. Uh, Sarukian is easily, I mean, he's got a name like a Dragon Ball Z character. You know what I mean? The kid's tough as nails. Uh, is he Armenian? Something like that. I mean, uh, this is a guy that you could sell fights. That could sell headlining fights. He's, he's very well rounded. He's got some flashy finishes. Um, I don't know anything about Silva, so I'm just going to continue to talk about. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, so Silva. Uh, all right, he. Uh... Oh, you know what? I fucking. All right, he's lost three of his last five, man. Uh, two of his last three, uh, and he was knocked out in two of those last three fights. Why so, he got the co-main event, dude? I don't know, man. I don't know. So, so fucking uh, Arban Sarukian, uh, he lost by knockout. Yeah, back in 2015, the second fight ever. Uh, I mean, the guy he lost his decision to Islam, a decision to Game Rat. I mean, this should be a very easy win for this guy. This shouldn't be a, a contest. If Joaquim Silva gets killed, then whoever set this fight up is to blame. Well, this is like not it. right, man. This is not right. This is a guy that's, uh, yeah, he won his last fight against Jesse Runson. Who the hell is Jesse Runson? Right. He was knocked out by Ricky Glenn, uh, uh, Nazrat Haparast. Okay. However he says. He beat Jared Gordon and he, he lost to, to Vince. I'm going to say Pickle. They showed a picture of him on uh, a video of him last night on UFC The Ultimate Fighter. I called him Pickle then. I'm calling him Pickle now. So this what? guy, come on, man! This is this is no fucking contest, no competition. He's gonna get fucking destroyed. And you know what, dude? They did this last week in last week's fights with the Adam Fugit versus. Oh, Help a me. lot. Yeah, yeah. Like they just—it's a—it's a random no-name dude versus a guy that they're trying to push, but they put it as a co-main event, like we're fucking idiots. Yeah. Like you think we can't tell that this dude ain't shit? Who is he fighting Sarukian? That shouldn't be happening. Uh, but he's a lightweight. And I'm going to tell you something. Some guy that's had six fights in the UFC, seven fights in the UFC, and you don't know who they are? Bizarre. That, that, that's, that's terrible. I mean, that's, we, they, they're nobody then. They're nobody. Let me correct it. It's terrible if they're also a co-main event. Yeah. If, if they're on the card and they've had seven fights, dude, but they're on the prelims, fuck it. Go with it. Fine. I don't yeah. care. Co-main event, and you've had seven fights, and I'm confused to who you are. Seven fights in the UFC, you never heard of the guy. Insane. That's how little he stands out. But here's the thing: it's a lightweight division too. This is the division, you know, full of Justin Gaethjes and your Dustin Poiriers and your Michael Chandlers and your Conor McGregor's and just, you know, everybody from fucking under the sun, you know, all the the top of the top. And Armin Sarukian stands out there, but if he doesn't perform dramatically. In this fight, if he doesn't do well, I'm talking a finish that will surprise the masses. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It doesn't. There's too many at the top that if you can't crush this dude, you think you got a chance against Tony Ferguson. You know what I mean? Is that who you, you're going to beat Tony? But you didn't beat Joaquim Silva. Yeah. We, dude, we, he's we a minus pay. one thousand betting favorite. So. Everyone knows this, this is a bullshit fight. I'm so if he fails and goes to a decision even, it's a wrap. You got to get nine more knockouts after that. You better finish <laughs> dudes in the first round for the next ten fights, son. 
because that's that's embarrassing. Co-main event, Saruki, and, and also such a shittily spelled last name, but you can say it beautifully. Because if you just move the T, it's exactly Sarukian. <laughs> it just looks fucked up. Was he Polish? Anyways, uh, Marvin Vittori versus the one and only Jared Cannonier. So excited when he beat Anderson Silva. So wanted that title shot, you know? But here you are, Jared. You got your title shot. You failed. Now you're fighting Marvin Vittori, who also got his title shot and failed. I think both of you bitches are too afraid to fight for Hera. <laughs> Why isn't that happening? Why wasn't that contract offered? Because you know it's not going to happen after this fight, Sam. Either one of these guys getting a title they're shot. Not going anywhere. But yeah. you know what they're going to talk about the entire time? Implications of a possible title yeah. <laughs> Whoever wins will call out the champion. Oh, it's so predictable. It's like goddamn WWE now. <laughs> Yeah, I want, I want the winner of Izzy Fajera 5. Give him to me. Like, really, Vittorio, you're going to wait 11 years? <laughs> like, what the fuck? They're going to fight once a year, bro. Bro, yeah. both those dudes made That's too much money to give a fuck about fighting that much. Look at McGregor. How do you have the... I mean, the suits are so clean, dude. <laughs> He's out there. Everyone's all fucking in the UFC uniform. He's in a beautiful yeah. suit. Yep, tie and everything, just took his jacket off. Gave it to a man. He didn't hang it. He gave it to someone else to hang. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, what do you, who do you like in this fight, man? I think they both stink. <laughs> yeah, Vittori- they do. I like Cannon here, though, I think. I think he's got the best chance of finishing. I mean, he, he's just, I don't know. I mean, can Vedatory no. avoid his power for, for five rounds? No, it's not even that, Sam. It's can he be aggressive, waste some fucking energy early, or are we playing? Because otherwise, what is he? He's a fucking human punching bag for the rest of the fight. You're going to see five rounds of a dude just being punched and then sort of throwing punches back. That's no fun. That doesn't make for a good championship fight. Vittori, that's, look at any Vittori fight. All he's doing is standing, moving around, coming in, throwing punches. He's, he's not attempting to take that. Boring. There's no head kicks. There's no leg kicks. It's just all hands from Vittori, all head movement. He's got to do more. You have to be. At this fucking point, I shouldn't have to say this anymore about guys that have fought for the belt. Hey, stupid, get better at all the areas. That's it. Stop be, Stop trying to be the best striker. You made it this far with the skills you got. Now let's learn to wrestle. Now let's learn to choke somebody out. Now let's do some anticipation of defense. Like, hey, man, how about we just lift some weights and get stronger? What the fuck are we doing? They're going to both come in and do the same shit that they've done the last six fights they've had. Up to, the, up to when they got the championship belt and the three fights previously. It's all been the same shit. Neither one of them are doing anything different. Neither one of them are growing. That's not going to help us argue to make you a, a future champion or to even see the fight take place. You can argue for Robert Whitaker. He did get better after he lost to uh, Adesanya. What the fuck are these flukies doing, man? Nothing. Vettatori, uh, you had to go back seven fights to find where he finished the guy. And that was Carl Roberson, a uh, submission win. He's going to meet Carl Roberson again before his career is over. Yeah, and that was a catch weight because Roberson missed weight. But Roberson's going to win a lot of fights in a row before Vittori fucking wins <laughs> dramatic fashion to get him up the damn rankings. It's just another one of those fights that you could sell at middleweight because people know who these dudes are. Mm-hmm. They're not even the top anymore. These guys are barely top seven. You know, there's too many coming up, too many to take your fucking place, man. When you're not improving, when you're not doing something different, it's fucking dumb. It's like if Ryan Hall comes in his next fight and still does the fucking Amari roll trying to grab a leg. You yeah. son of a bitch. Do something else. Yeah. 
the fuck out what of do here. You, do it's with like, them? you put him against uh, that uh, Gracie guy, Crone Gracie. Bro, <laughs> just just that, roll around the fucking octagon. That's what I was going to say. They're just going to Amari roll into each other and get knockout, double knockout, <laughs> banged heads, fucking cancel the fight. Idiots, dude. But yeah, I don't know who I really like more in this fight. Vittori will last longer, but Jared will put it on you early. If he if he does that, he could hurt him. But I don't see him finishing him. I don't see a knockout. I don't see Vittori going to sleep, man. Hmm. I see an overwhelming. I see him being overwhelmed. I yeah, see him he, taking more punches than the referee is going to allow. That's you know, all, it. Yeah, all, all six of his losses are decisions. He's never been finished. He just fights the whole time. Just, yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. He's just in there for, all right, I'm training for 25 again, guys. <laughs> Damn it. He just doesn't finish anybody, man. I know. Decisions, decisions. What's the John Jones talk, though? I saw something recently about John Jones versus somebody. John Jones versus, God, it was some big name. Tyson Fury. Oh. Brother. Brother. What do you got, Sam? John Jones versus the Gypsy King? You know what? I don't know too much about the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. I really don't know shit about the guy. I know he's you know, just great boxer, whatever, whatever. I've never seen him box. Not one fucking fight. And when I see him walking around the street or whatever, he looks like a broken down old man. Exactly. He looks That's like what... someone to just, like, yes. be afraid of be that. pushed right over. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. Is Don King involved? Are they paying people to fall to this guy? What's happening? After he won, is he really that good? After he won the title, because there was two different like uh, boxing operations happening, where Deontay Wilder was the champion, Anthony Joshua was a champion at some point, and Tyson Fury, Fury was a champion, and he ended up ballooning up to like four hundred something pounds, <laughs> running around the street like shirtless, fucking having a manic episode. He talks about it on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, I thought you were kidding. No, no. <laughs> He really he lost it. He ballooned up, dude. Got huge, but now he's back in. He's back in the fight game. He's he's back to who he was. I think he beat Deontay Wilder twice now. And at one point, he bro, there's look up him the highlights between him and Deontay Wilder. There's one part where Deontay does like a walk off knockout to Tyson, but he gets the eight count, bro. Oh. And he he rises like the Undertaker, like he's flat, Sam, <laughs> on his back, and then just gets up and then beats Deontay Wilder. There's something wrong. He's not real. He's not <laughs> He's a person. He's six nine, Sam. He's six nine. Imagine a six foot nine dude that knows how to use his his distance, his range. He knows how to hit hard. He know he has good cardio. Fighting a guy in the UFC at heavyweight, two sixty five. Name a heavyweight that stands a shot. Well, the heavyweight division is pretty shit right now. Give the man the money, because then what, guess who's coming back? Francis. That's the only that that hype behind that fight. Francis versus Tyson. Francis versus fucking John. It's probably gonna happen. But here's all you'd have to do if you're John: take the motherfucker down, put him on his back. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. If you're smart, and John's smart as a fighter, I think it's gonna <laughs> happen against Francis. Francis will be trouble because uh, he's six four. But when you're 6'9", your head is huge. <laughs> That's a big-ass target. And look at Alistair Overeem's head. He's like a fucking turtle, and that motherfucker almost yeah. took it off his body. <laughs> oh, dude, I see where um, uh, Bigfoot Silva... I'm going to look it up. I oh, see, Bigfoot Silva was a freak, too. I see where he lost again, and he now he's retired, finally. I'm going to look it up right now. 
I'm gonna hit news. Like, I'm gonna see what the remember when say. remember when Bigfoot came around on the scene. He was a guy that didn't need a gimmick to still be terrifying looking. He didn't need tattoos. He didn't need a fucking crazy dance to come out. Yeah. You just you're like that guy eats people for sure. Bigfoot Silva retires after 11th straight loss. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he was knocked out in like most of these losses too. Yeah, they figured it out. They're like, oh, he's just slow as shit. So if I just get in on him and start beating him down, he ain't got a chance. Those short punches don't mean nearly as much. 19 and 14. We're building them up at one point. Well, you know what we need? We need a Mike Tyson MMA camp. We need that dude coaching fighters. Let's see if you learned what you learned. Prove it. Because all this lore about this guy teaching Mike Tyson how to be, how to fight and be a savage animal and all this shit, teach to other fighters, Mike. Why are you holding that shit to yourself? Because that isn't what the world's about. Share that information. Who who gave him all that stuff? Who, who was his who's the guy that picked up Tyson when he was thirteen? Some fuck, some dude just found this street kid and was like, "Bro, we're gonna make you into a talent," and gave him all this crazy advice about boxing. And look at him, incredibly successful. Still feared amongst everybody, even MMA fighters. Why isn't he coaching? That was that was the golden days of boxing. But dude, imagine like when I talk about intimidation from Bigfoot Silva, just the way he looks. Imagine walking out to the octagon and Mike Tyson's in your corner. I don't care if it's your <laughs> third fight. I'm worried. I'm like Mike Tyson. If I'm coaches this guy, if I'm the guy on the other side about to fight him, I'm like, fucking nobody said he was his coach. Nobody said he was coaching. You know, <laughs> get me out of here, dude. Turns out he does all jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> does a bunch of all. Mike's a different type of coach. <laughs> He's like passive. Like Anderson Silva with uh, does Steven Seagal come out with him? Now, bro, that would I mean bring the Rock, fucking Van Dam, Chuck Norris, let's bro the whole crew, bring the Expendables out. <laughs> Have the whole Bruce Willis barely able to speak. This comes out behind you. You're like, well, I'm worried. Fucking great episode, dude. We yeah. kill it. This yeah. shit's easy. <laughs> let's get out of here <laughs> stop wasting our time go to pod culture on patreon bingo great job awesome on youtube there you go look there out for go. those live streams there you go we don't do anything <laughs>